Hello, I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. Coming up after the news, it's Philosophy Talk. Our topic today is freedom of speech in times of war. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press, John. Well, that's what the Constitution says, but the government doesn't always say the same thing. Witness the Sedition Act of 1798 the Espionage Act of 1917, or the Patriot Act of our own present time. But the Constitution doesn't say free speech except during wartime. But Ken, speaking out against a war can give aid and comfort to the enemy and can undermine our national unity. And it can also help end a misbegotten misadventure launched on the basis of imperial fantasies and outright lies, John. Uh, well, there is that. Free speech in times of war, to abridge or not to abridge? Our guest, Jeffrey Stone, will help us confront that question when Philosophy Talk continues after the news. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the studios of 91.7 KALW, local and innovative radio for San Francisco. And we'd like to welcome our new affiliates, KWMR in Point Reyes Station and KXRA in Monterey. Yes, welcome to those affiliates. Our conversations begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus, and they continue up here. And then, from the air, they migrate to the blog via our blog, theblog.philosophytalk.org. Go check it out. Our topic today is freedom of speech in times of war. And Ken, I think we should start with freedom of speech, and you can tell me what freedom is or what speech is. It's uh, up to you. I think I'll, I'll, I'll start with speech. You know, people like to distinguish. There's three things. There's thought, there's speech, there's action, right? Speech expresses my thoughts, and to the extent that I'm free to think my thoughts, one might think I should be free to express them. Speech, though, is different from action. When I speak, I, you know, if I advocate, say, that George Bush be elected or that John Kerry be elected, I haven't elected John Perry, I, I, John Kerry. I haven't done anything to make that happen, right? So there's a difference between speech and action, but speech is connected to thought and the expression of thought. Well, I, that clarifies a lot. I mean, one thing about thought, I mean, you can't hear or see other people's thoughts, but they have content. And that's what they share with the speech. The speech has content. It's that aspect of speech that's free. You're free to say whatever you think. Whatever you think the world is like or ought to be like, you should be free to say it. You're not free to say it as loudly as you want or wherever you want. It's that content that the freedom per pertains to. So that leads us from, from speech to, to freedom. What exactly is free about this expression of content? Well, I mean, you like you said, I mean, there should... Subject to certain limits, I guess. I mean, I, I, I'm in a crowded theater, and I'm not free to say the theater is on fire, right? I mean, because uh, that's that's wrong. Especially if I believe that falsely. If I believe it truly, I guess I I should say it, right? But if I believe it falsely, well, you you probably maybe still shouldn't say it. But that's for another show, the philosophy of uh, pyromania or something. But the 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 point is that the nasty thing about this, the thing that gets in the way of of everything being simple is that speech is a way of acting. You can express a thought, and that's supposed to be free, but by expressing a thought, you can do other things. You think can incite people to violence, or you can give aid and comfort to the enemy. For example, or think about something less controversial than aid and comfort to the enemy, just for a second, commercial speech, right? If I say, this is a great product, I'm trying to get you to do something. I have what 
philosophers call a perlocutionary intent. I'm trying to bring out something, bring something else about by my speech, and the government can regulate it or not regulate it, depending upon the thing I'm trying, its view about the thing I'm trying to bring about, right? Well, so so it seems. I mean, you can't say whatever you think if uh, you're on TV and it's going to mislead a lot of people into buying a product that's dangerous for them. Does it follow that you shouldn't be able to say whatever you think if it's going to give aid and comfort to the enemy? That's what our governments have often thought. Yeah, right, and. To help us answer that question, our roving philosophical reporter, Polly Stryker, went out and talked to some people who have close-up knowledge with this kind of question. She files this report. This is a tale of two career soldiers. One, a major general who commanded the 1st Marine Division into Kuwait during Desert Storm. The other, a staff sergeant who manned a machine gun in the back of a Humvee while guarding the Baghdad airport. My name is uh, James Michael Mite, and I'm a retired Marine Major General. I served in Vietnam two tours, 30 months, and I commanded the 1st Marine Division in the 1st Gulf War. My name is Diana Morrison. I served with the 270th Military Police Company. I was mainly a gunner in Baghdad. It's not as simple and straightforward to say, well, I have the right of free press today. It's more complicated than that. With the technology today, if somebody's protesting back here in the United States, we're aiding and abetting the cause because they find out about it that instant, we're, we're dealing with this entity which we call the insurgents, the terrorists. When they look back and they see big protests in San Francisco, big protests in London, big protests in New York, all on the same day, they kind of say, hey, I think we're winning. One night when we were out, we got into a, a really bad ambush. We had something exploded near my vehicle, and then there were RPGs flying, and, and I fired some rounds from a grenade launcher and then from my machine gun, and I didn't see the kids um, die, I, but I just we just heard that we had, we had killed two kids. I just, after witnessing what I had witnessed, I, I thought, this is wrong, you know, and I, I was home, I was safe, I was alive. Someone called me and asked if I would help a filmmaker make a film. He said, hey, you ought to join Veterans for Peace. And I liked the name, and I went to a meeting, and I discovered that there were a lot of Vietnam veterans that felt the way I did, not only about the Vietnam War, but about this war. After I joined Veterans for Peace, um, we, I went to their national convention in Boston in the summer of 2004 and co-founded Iraq Veterans Against the War. All of us are, are speakers and will talk to the media and whatever about our point of view. In, in the technologically advanced era, the debate about dissent has to be conducted to talk about how in the heck do I disagree with what's going on and make it known to somebody that I disagree with what they're doing without endangering somebody else. or causing them to have severe morale problems because I think that is an issue for us. The last thing that we want to happen is for these great Americans who are volunteered to go off and be in harm's way uh, feel like we're criticizing them because we disagree with the policy of put what put them there. Wendy Sheehan can run around here and be protesting because she lost her son, but in many ways she's harming the good that some of the Americans are trying to do in Iraq. When a soldier does go to war and they come back and say, well, this is what happened and I think this is wrong, what's going on is wrong, that's, I think, the most powerful form of dissent because here is the person that you would expect would be, no matter what gung-ho 
and they're coming back and saying, whoa, there's, there's definitely something wrong. I think it makes people think. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Polly Stryker. You can listen to the rest of this episode by purchasing it on iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, subscribe to our archive at philosophytalk.org.